Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to avoid Whitehall, if that's all right. Go, uh, traffic around there is a bloody nightmare today. There's some gay rights protest going on. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I think about them gays, right? It's their absolute right to stage a public demonstration to raise awareness of the issues they face, even in a supposedly enlightened society of today. More power to their elbow, I reckon. What are your thoughts on the works of Noel Coward, Gov? I'm a huge fan myself. With Zog, Richard Porter and me, Violet Berlin, it's Gareth Jones and Speed! Here's Gareth. Anyone been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed in their car recently? I, yeah. I, I've, yeah, just, yeah. I've just got a new bit of um, extra memory in my phone, which I use as my media player now, so I've got just about everything we've ever done. It's quite fun listening to the old programme. Some of them were all really messy, but, <laughs> but we had a big laugh. Hey, like, hey, oh, it's hey, fun, hey, don't hey. Yeah. No, better than that. I can tell you this. I was driving up to Rutland, Britain's smallest county, and... Home uh, of Rutland Weekend, tell Home of Rutland Weekend, yeah, and Rutland Water. And the Ruttles. And Sorry, going off other things. And Oakham Chicken. And... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marks and Spencer always make a big thing about it. Uh, so I was on the A1 uh, driving out of London. You know, if you've ever driven up or down the A1, there's that thing, the Hatfield Tunnel, which is a big tunnel. Oh, yes. Goes un- as far as I can work out, it goes under a big shopping centre. Uh, that's the impression mile- I've gained. Yeah, I've, I've only yeah, gone under it, I haven't gone over it. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's got a 60 mile per hour speed limit, which nobody, nobody seems to Nobody does. It's follow. about four lanes, I think, or three, yeah, maybe three it's, lanes. It's very broad. It's, it's weird. Four. It's yeah. weird. And um, so I was driving through there, just getting up to that tunnel. In the mirrors, I was in the outside lane, caught a glimpse of something coming uh, onto the, the motorway on the slip road that comes out of the shopping centre, twinkling xenon lights, sort of at, at late afternoon. And I was like, well, you know, it's always, xenon's just catch your eye. Yeah. Right. Realised it was one of those Mercedes CL63s, you know, the new ones, the AMG one. Oh, really oh, nice oh, looking car. Fast, yeah. Metallic black. Like the one Lewis Hamilton had in the advert. I think he drove one in the advert, the one with Mika Hacken and, and Fernando Alonso well, when they were still talking. So here's a funny thing, glad you mentioned Lewis Hamilton. Earlier that week, clang, I met Lewis Hamilton's dad, Anthony Hamilton. Nice chap. All right, and I see where this is going. he was in his... Mercedes CL63 right. in metallic black and I thought as I saw this and I suddenly thought hang on where am I I'm sort of in Hertfordshire oh Lewis Hamilton from Hertfordshire as all the press kept saying this no. so I thought I bet that's Anthony Hamilton so then I noticed that the, the, the Merc has then pulled into the same lane as me but about two cars back yeah. so I thought as soon as I get the chance I'll pull into the middle lane and I'll let him go by because if he comes alongside you know I'll give him a cheery wave I don't know what he I thought you know I met him briefly he's not oh, going to go yeah. hello mate he's going to go oh god there's a lunatic <laughs> before I he's could pull into the it. middle lane there's some builders pickup thing with ladders in the back in front of me that's just going too slowly for the for, for the outside lane and holding everyone up and the lane next to us is moving quicker before I know it the, the Merc has moved swiftly across onto the, the far inside and using his mighty reserves of AMG power, has swooshed through. Exactly, it was just like well, it would have been just like that. But yeah. I, I had this is the thing: I had Gareth Jones on speed on the stereo. Turned up quite loud. <laughs> Couldn't hear that. You weren't listening to the McLaren song well, at the time. No, no I wasn't. No, that would have been super, super weird. But what happened was, as as he as he swooshed up, then he had sort of had to slow momentarily for something else on the inside. And I looked across, and it wasn't Anthony Hamilton; it was Lewis Hamilton. No. And I was thinking, I'm being undertaken by Lewis Hamilton. Hey, you're not I the know, first yeah, Alonso. I know how Fernando Alonso feels. <laughs> I almost had a strop and grassed up my team. Oh, I mean, so, I mean. so then, then I noticed. Then he pulled right back across mm. and into the outside lane. In, 
front of the into the front of the builder's, the builder's pickup, which then, as we came out of the tunnel, pulled in. Oh. But some cars pulled out in front of me. So I'm two cars back now from Lewis Hamilton in his Mercedes CL63 AMG with about, what, 600 and and million horsepower. You were kind of sort of. And I thought. You were ready to give chase. I'm inexplicably, sure. you were, you were, this is the thing. I thought. I'm going to chase him. I'm going to chase Lewis Hamilton because you know, if I catch him, I don't know what I'll do. But I just, I was just gripped with this Go on, Kimmy. I must chase Lewis Hamilton. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> I was in a Hyundai i30 diesel. Oh, that's cruel! It, Which, was, um, it, was, it wasn't even the I. Did they do an I 50? I mean, really? That would be. Not I, yet, no. no it doesn't, oh, it's just anyway. And you were no, probably going uphill by the time you came out of the tunnel. Well, so, there was a bit know. of a headwind, yeah. so, you know, I was losing speed at a, a, a and, and also, fatal rate. You but, probably lost a bit of front downforce from the wake from that huge Mercedes pushing the bow that, wave which, of air was, through yeah, the tunnel. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was also it was scuffing the road surface backwards behind it yeah. rather than moving forward with its mighty torque. And, and then, uh, so I was, I was still follow, following him, and then he turned off at the Stevenage exit, which would be nice surprise because he lives in Stevenage. Now two things here. First of all, I'm an idiot because I was trying to chase him in a Hyundai. Secondly, what was he doing at that funny shopping centre on top of a tunnel in, in, in Hatfield? <laughs> what's he buying? I know, exactly. What's he buying? Oh, I've got to go out and buy a notebook from Smith's and then while I'm there I might go and see if I can get a new pay as you go phone. I don't know, it was just weird. It was just, it just he, he, But then he was gone yeah. and he was gone. But it was always, the, the road was left for me, no one else I'm sure, but for me it was left with this sort of aura of mystique and glamour because an F1 driver had briefly been on it in a really cool car and for a moment you kind of had that so you, you you sort of had that feeling that okay this is this is great I've got a this is a safe moment to kind of drive quite fast along this motorway yeah because they'll get guy, him first because that guy in front of me is going to get done first or they'll get me and, and they'll go who do you think you are Lewis Hamilton no but he, he is. is Sniff Petrol presents the left wing cabbie Oh, mate, you, uh, you seen this morning's paper? Yeah, after these floods, they reckon water prices are actually going to go up. I mean, it's a joke, innit? I'll tell you what, if Mrs Thatcher was in power, things would be very different, wouldn't they? And actually worse, in my view. I mean, arguably, it's her pursuit of a libertarianist economic dogma what got us into this mess in the first place, with her failure to realise that certain key industries should remain under state control. <laughs> Richard, you've got the Apple iPhone yeah, now, and I know you. Is, 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 is it talking to the Bluetooth in any cars very briefly? Is it, oh, yeah. is it working? Is it ever? Yeah, it's well, doing it's lovely. It's lovely. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Well, I, I've had I've had mine playing through the media of various machines, working very nice these days through my phone. That's sort of getting me there, but um, I, I'm going to take this whole Apple idea thing because the design of the Apple. Um, iPhone is quite nice, isn't it? It's quite well, it, nice. It's basically what it's basically what Apple do do best. I think is 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 user interface stuff, user experience stuff. I mean, this I'm a um, I'm, I'm a big I'm, I'm a big Apple fan, as you guys know. You're I'm, an Appleisty. Uh, yeah, yeah, Apple fanboy, whatever you want to call it. You know, Apple yeah, I, I I love Apple products. I've had a you know I've been using Macs for over ten years. Uh, uh, was it a, just worked, an, an yeah. early iPhone? What I think is the key to, for me, the success of most of what Apple does is that it manages to do things in such a way that you're presented with a very uh, a kind of an easy to navigate user experience, whether yeah. this is in a user interface, uh, uh, an operating system, or in some software, often through some quite sort of complex and powerful stuff. Yeah. And it does it in a way that is not intrusive or patronizing. Right. Yeah. Um, so in other words, you know, you, you look at something like the iPhone or the iPod, and it, you know, it, it's easy to use. Um, it's actually quite a, quite a powerful thing. Mm. There may be, you know, if you like, competing products that are in in raw terms 
perhaps higher spec, people can say that uh, yeah. you, know, you know there are better smartphones than the, than the iPhone, for example. Um, but but they're not as good as the iPhone because they're not as easy to use, and therefore you as a user do not get as much out of the thing as you do with the with the possibly slightly lower spec nominally thing but that is giving you, you know, better access to all of its functions. You, can, you, can, you, can, you get into using it more easily. So. It, it seems, if I can bring you to a conclusion, because I know you can talk about this all day, yeah, and, probably it, could. and you understand yeah, you, it well, it, it's quite a Zen thing. You know, it, it, it's simplicity and it's purity. It, there's a, that they that do itself it right. is a Zen essence. I mean, they, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, and I don't they mean do Zen right. by creative. I mean, <laughs> I mean the Buddhist principles of Zen, which uh, I think drive a lot of design. Harmony and balance. Thank you, exactly. One element of it. But one thing I'm talking about here is, you know, if Apple made an iCar, would it be that Mitsubishi iCar that you drove? Which I'm really interested in. I'm actually more... We've talked about it before, but... Yeah, yeah, well, in all I'm seriousness, I mean, if, 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 if Apple were to design a motor car, if you, if you wanted to, to take this idea uh, seriously, I, th- you know, I think what they might well do is to reinvent it in quite a surprising way. Something yeah. like replacing the steering wheel with a joystick yeah. type controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of people might, might say is, is a very, you know, is a, is a better kind of control. Yeah. Um, I think they would take it even further. They, they would you would uh, buy a car which was Compatible with an Apple intelligent network, which would do routing for you, which would do communicating with other cars via their Bluetooth or whatever standard that could be um, shared across all these cars to start making the cars that we buy today manage each other in the traffic better. You, you know, the slots would be booked automatically. I think this is what yeah, because that's would do. I mean that's something that the, they, the, they, the, the generational I, leap I can certainly imagine happening. You know, before too long is having much more. Mm. Uh, well, intrusion, if you like, in the driving. You know, mm. you, 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 there's there's got to be a downside, though, Richard. Come on, if you owned an Apple car, right? What would be the downside? You know, the, the uh, tr- customer service. You know, well, you find uh, no, because no, I, I, I had a little problem with my Apple computer, and I took it into an Apple shop, and they, even though it was out of warranty, they fixed it for me for now. It was really nice. I don't know why I'm saying that because I don't. I don't buy into this idea. <laughs> I that this, wasn't funny. I know it wasn't funny. It was, I just, you asked me whether there would be a downside, and I was, and you said it's service, and I went, no, I've had really good service from Apple. And I went into yeah. tell you what, I bought my I, iPhone, which yeah. I know makes you, me a monumental ponce, but I, it is the way buying mobile phones should be if you can accept that you have to fork out uh, the actual cost of the phone rather yeah, yeah. than you know the subsidised cost contract. of other mobile yeah. phones. But you, I went into the Apple shop and said I'd like an iPhone please and they went there you go there's one and then they mildly raped my switch card and that was it but then I went home plugged it into my computer and then you decide what kind of contract you want and then they activate your phone and then they port across your number so you don't have to talk to some abysmal hair gelled weasel in car phone warehouse which I think is the future I would pay £279 or whatever it is just to not do that and so I did and it's, it is the future okay. but here's the Apple it's thing it's justified right? the expense already the Apple uh, thing, because I don't buy into this, I, I always think American corporations that market themselves as funky and laid back are actually extremely sinister, more sinister than, say, Microsoft, which everyone accepts is evil. I'm sure Apple's as evil as Microsoft, but they've just marketed themselves w- very well, like like Gap or Starbucks. You know, hey, American companies that do that, oh, there's reminds me of Ned Flanders in The Simpsons, you know, hey, let's have some fun. And they're actually really odd behind it. I d- there's something weird There's no way you can argue that uh, Apple is as evil as Microsoft. Apple has never no, no, done right, anything right, as bad as, as, as I mean the evil of that uh, that paperclip that pops oh, up yes. and asks oh that's the purest oh, manifestation of evil this? it looks like you're doing this would you like me to be able to do that no I'd like you to go away and never <laughs> come back into my life you know that, 
Guys, that. so, no. you, okay, to bring this to a conclusion, you know the old gag, Microsoft are going to start building cars. Oh, God, yeah. You know, yeah, it works yeah. perfectly yeah. fine, but, you know, every now and again it'll stop into your after. What you have to do is get out, open all the doors, close it, uh, all the doors restart it, and it'll start and again. Then, yeah. Fine. Yeah. And yeah. it'll crash in another 10 miles. <laughs> yeah. what you want. Yeah. What, what's the, the Apple equivalent of uh, that? No, I'll tell you what it is. It's a very simple thing, because I'm not a computer person. I don't really understand technology. And what I've found with everything that I have that, that is made by Apple is that stuff just works. I don't have to go into the, the depths of it and reprogram it in any way. I agree, and, absolutely. And yeah. So I think we're the wrong people to ask about what an Apple car should be because we all understand cars and we enjoy driving. What an Apple car would be is it would make cars accessible and simple for people. No iDrive, no fancy business. Sort of the Audi A2 model where the bonnet doesn't even open because you know it's okay, it's sealed for life and there's just a little flap that you put a screen wash yeah. in. That's what an Apple car would be yeah. in the first instance. Yeah. We, we forget all the telematics and stuff like that which they probably would in integrate into it. Yeah. But they would just make cars unscary. It would be a car that somebody that had never owned one before or possibly never driven one before yeah. and this is getting you know could uh, just you know get into and use make it usable yeah. I, I think it will be design led because that's a feature of, of Max that you know they style and design you know you, you would get in the thing and the interior would be uh, probably as cheap to design as a uh, to build as a, a touchscreen system as mm. you have on the on the iPhone yeah. that would be your dash and you can configure it to however you want it you know yeah. that, that kind of thinking the only trouble is because design would be such a mammoth um, part of this the, the only downside to owning the apple well let's call it the iCar yeah the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the apple is that you know you'd buy it by the time you got it home it'd be out of fashion because someone's created a t 12 gigabyte version or something and also people <laughs> like us like computer geeks would be going oh you bought one of those i things no no you should have got this like a catering you build yourself do you hate like people buy time i bought my power book and someone went you shouldn't have bought one of those you should what you build your own pc I've got better things to do than that. <laughs> yeah, I can I can buy food that's ready made. Yeah, you know, I can buy yeah. furniture that's ready made. I don't want to build a PC, but I might own an iCar. Interesting idea. I just thought if, if idea any, idea. Oh, there you go. It'd, be, it'd be like a normal deer, but it'd be just much more user accessible get, antlers or something. Or they get Shijaro <laughs> in to design it. A design for you, a car called the Six idea. Legs, be faster, more venison. The left wing cabbie. Hey, 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 you go. Yeah, no, I'm coming round High Park Corner yesterday, right? Bloody minicab goes right into the side of me cab almost, you know, it's really close. And I looked across, oh, you'll never guess what, I mean, sit for Indian fella driving it was, yeah, Indian fella. And I'll tell you what it is about Indians, right? Them being over here, it really adds to the cultural melting pot has always made Wren arguably stronger and more interesting with a level of diversity and exotic influence that should make us the envy of the world. Oh, look at this. Where's this fella here? Hey, where's he going? Hey, hey, where's he going? Look at oh, that. Hey, hey, look at that. See, black chap. Black chap in here, eh? Now, I'll tell you what about his sort. They're just like us, aren't they? I was sitting in the garden the other day, and uh, I noticed uh, a rotting toy out in the garden belonging to my kids, and I thought, wow, there's a brand that would do really well for cars Tonka why Ooh, don't yeah. Tonka 4x4s four four mate well, happy 4x4s four exactly yeah mm. inner city runabout it's got a good reputation with a certain demographic group hasn't it oh god yeah you yeah. sell loads of mm. well, even if it's just a special edition the Land Rover Discovery Tonka yeah well Suzuki there's a synergy there the little you know the Suzuki Tonka edition mm. at least it's a start there yeah. so you know if you don't own the Tonka brand anyone go out and buy it now and license it it'd be great yeah, What's happened to Tonka? I can see some Chinese uh, car company, you know, going, doing it right now. 
Tonka could be spelled T H. What are you saying, V? I'm actually interested. In, I know what's happened to Tonka. You know you what's really happened know to Tonka. Yeah, yeah. Seriously? I think I know. Because Do they I, exist? Or? Well, when I bought that Tonka toy, come here on this side so we can hear. Come here. You bought. I know what happened to Tonka. I think because a couple of years ago, when I bought that uh, Tonka for the boys, I had I spent about a day trying to get find it. In the end, I bought one secondhand on eBay, and the reason is because. Um, do you remember the famous catchphrase for Tonka? Mm, tough toys, toys for, for tough, tough little boys. boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think there might have been was it's built to last theirs as well. They used to have an advert where they put a full-size Terex uh, dumper truck, probably about 60 tonnes, and they would park it on top of it. its equivalent Tonka oh, model, yeah, and it wouldn't yeah, crush yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that was their whole thing, is that they're built to last. Yeah. Well, people don't really buy stuff that's built to last anymore that's the modern consumerist way isn't it we mm. buy lots of cheap stuff rather cheap than stuff and, and you get it cheaper and you don't want to pay the money and then it gets broken and then you buy yeah. more stuff that's yeah. consumerism so apparently there are some Tonka toys still in Britain but they're not really Tonka toys and they don't last they're very plastic, long yeah. I think that might be the case but certainly the proper Tonka stuff that we would think of as Tonka mm. um, only exists in America and they still sell it in America but it's just no one wants toys that are built to last isn't that, that sad how about that is they're it over engineered what over engineered what a well researched yeah. and unrehearsed item that was, <laughs> that was amazing well, Thank but, you very but you'll notice, notice that second hand Tonka truck in the garden yeah. um, I mean that's been going for years and it's got tiny bits of rust on it but you just cannot imagine destroying it it's so well built mm. and that's why Tonka is such a good brand it'd be a great name like for a Tonka. car right like talk about car names wouldn't you drive a Tonka I drive a Tonka I think yeah, I would but um, I, I, we got some interesting emails recently and I follow the link back because we know where you are now mm -hmm. when you're listening to the show we know where you are we know you're off the coast of Nigeria we know you're in Australia we know you're in California we know you're in Poland these are just some yeah. of the places recently Andrew get the Gareth, tinfoil Gareth, hat that guy yeah. there is picking his nose while we're doing stop it yeah stop please it. Please, and get your audio levels fixed, please, in the car when you're listening to this, because we know how you're listening as well. We know which road you're driving on now. We have new data. I'm not joking. <laughs> no, it's just, no, we, no, we don't have that. But if we did, we would tell you, honestly. Probably. We're getting close to it, working towards it. Anyway, I've gone off topic. What I've tried to say is that Tonka's a great name for a car. I drive a Tonka. But um, we followed this link back to a website who contacted us, and they were talking about... The Roadster, the car that we were talking about on the show, the, the smart Roadster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what the nickname for the Roadster is? Nope. No. Okay, we'll come back to that then. What's the nickname for the Discoverer? Discoverer. Dis Disco. 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 Yeah. yeah. The Roadster is the Roadie. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen that on the yeah, internet. Okay. Yeah, nice. I find that okay. I find internet slang for cars though quite irritating because it revolves around abbreviations. So there's no such yep. thing as a Civic Type R on the internet. It's the CTR, yeah. and the um, yeah. uh, uh, Focus RS is the FRS. And it's just, yeah. I, I, but if you don't cotton on to what they're talking about, you know, because it gets to the point where it's like, oh, I've got a VC, a what, a oh, Vauxhall right, yeah. Cavalier. Yeah, it doesn't help. Shut no, up. That's yeah, it's I mean, just the, nonsense. I mean, slang like sort of maybe in a bug for a beetle. A femur is fine. Porker for a porker. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. but yeah. do you know anyone yeah. who will ever, in their right mind, describe a Ferrari as a feather? No, I hate that. I no, do too. No one does. No one does. Well, actually, I hate people who. There's a, there's a bloke. He's a friend of mine, but he loves BMWs. And, uh, and another, a mutual friend of ours, bought a, uh, a BM M Coupe. Great car. And uh, and so this this BMW mad friend of ours came in and went, "Oh, mate, yeah, I heard you. Uh, you've uh, bought into the blue and white propeller now." The blue and white propeller. Blue and white propeller. Shut up. Yes. It's like people who go, yeah, 
I've always been a passionate fan of the prancing horse. Shut, shut, shut up. <laughs> or or the instance. It's a bit kind of like you want to be in the Masons or something. Yeah. Well, no, no, it is. Not so it's the, basically you know, it's describing badges as well. It's nonsense. It'd be like going, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, see you've got into the three-pointed star, which people do they do as well. Yes. But they'll go, yeah, I do, I bought my rover. People going, uh, see you've got on board with the uh, purple longship. What? Oh, it sounds like slang. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I go the other way. I do think He's like, oh, I see you've bought a car built by the Union of New Automotive Manufacturers in America. What? Well, it's a Toyota, but it's sold as a Geo. So yeah, you give them a bit more information. You help them out that way, I think. Or just irritatingly literal descriptions like your Lexus. Go, yeah, I see you've, uh, you've yeah. bought into the sort of uh, stylized L in a kind of oval shape. <laughs> <laughs> I see you bought a car with a blue oval. White letters. White letters. The blue oval, you yeah, hear the that? Blue, you do hear yeah, that, yeah. They got a blue oval. Yeah. But um, the best of all these nicknames of cars that have unearthed recently, this was a beauty because prompted by discussions about the uh, Matra, or if you like, the Talbot Matra Chrysler Simca Rancho mm. that we were talking about, in all its various names. I, I had a look at some of the other Matra cars that I loved and forgotten about. The Morena, which yeah. is three abreast. Great idea yeah, for a yeah. car. But that's a topic for another conversation. Three-seater cars. That's another topic. Um, the Bagheera. Remember the Bagheera? Yeah. You know, the nickname, this is my final word, and we'll say goodbye. The, the, the nickname for the Bagheera is... The baggy? Exactly. No, no. The baggy. And they say, you know, if you've ever driven one with the loose paddle, and the, <laughs> that's a perfect name. Yeah, it's a good reason not to buy it right there. The nickname. Say goodbye, men. Goodbye. Bye. Men. 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 <laughs> Whoops. Anyone give me time? Here we go. Angel. Angel. Whoops. Stockton, couldn't be much further from the French Riviera than sitting in the backseat of this Nissan Primera. I should be sipping cocktails on the Adriatic Sea. Instead, I'm breathing in his lemon-scented magic tree. Yeah, two four, two four. Yeah, two four. Pick up Gavin Johns on speed. Roger. Oh, mini cab drivers aren't the best, but I doubt if this bloke could even pass the driving test. Oh, oh, For 15 minutes we've been stuck in this estate Now he stops for petrol and I'm going to be late He needs help navigating so I'll lend a hand But he's speaking in a language I just don't seem to understand He doesn't get it, I don't want Westminster Abbey It's like I'm speaking Urdu but he's hearing Punjabi other motor transports are to look real fab When you spend your time in a minicab Other motor transports are to look real fab When you spend your time in a minicab Why are you going to Westminster Abbey? What become? Here we go! His springs have sprung, his dampers are damp the seat smells worse than the stench of a tramp But really, this trip could have been terribly bad If I'd paid 60 quid to travel in a London black cab I think I'd rather travel in an Austin Maxi Than this puke-stained, smoky, dodgy amateur's taxi now 
all the modes of transport start to look real fab When you spend your time in a minicab All the modes of transport start to look real fab When you spend your time in a minicab I really wish I wasn't sitting in the back seat of this puke-stained, smoky, dodgy amateur's taxi. He's been driving around for a hundred hours this week. He doesn't look alert, he could do with some sleep. He supplements his income with stuff he's offering me. No, mate, I don't want to buy a mobile phone or a DVD. The music on his radio is weak and pathetic So we talk about politics and the terrible traffic He's polite on the road, not rude or unforgiving I guess he's just like me, he's just trying to earn a living Other motor transport start to look real fab When you spend your time in a minicab Public transport. Oh. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes. Get more information at www.garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed was made by Wizbang. <laughs>